Hello, everybody. Appreciate you tuning in this week for another uh, Powwow Life show. Looks like we've already got a, several people online. We appreciate you tuning in this week. Um, we've got a, a special guest with us this week, so please post your uh, questions or comments in there, and uh, you'll be able to watch and chat live. Um, this week, we've got Darren Thompson, who is a renowned Native artist with us. And uh, we're going to talk a little bit about some of his music, his inspiration, and uh, maybe even listen to a couple more tunes of his. You were listening to his there in a minute, uh, a minute ago while we were getting started. Um, I got to see him perform live this last April in Albuquerque at the Gathering of Nations Powwow, and it was uh, amazing. Um, always love hearing flute music, and uh, it was a great way he performed. Uh, first thing uh, one of the days there and it was a great way to kind of set the mood uh, get everybody relaxed and and in the mood for a great weekend so if let's see we'll bring him on now all right Darren thanks for being here hello thanks for having me Paul excited to be on powwows.com a avid follower and, and contributor of course so thank you again it's an honor yeah it's great um you if folks out there not aware you have uh, written a couple things for us and helped us out on the site, so um, we'll definitely post some links to that. I hope everybody goes out there and takes a look at some of the things you've written. Um, 
I mean, is not only are you a renowned musician, but you are a very talented writer and educator. So we'll talk about all that too. Um, I guess we'll start off with you if you want to tell everybody a little bit about yourself and uh, I guess a little bit about your music. Oh, hold on just a second. Uh, I think I have lost sound some he somehow. Let me make sure. Sorry, everybody. Uh, try it now. Can you? Can everybody hear now? I think I've lost your sound. Everybody, everybody can hear me. I can hear you, but uh, it's not. It's not going out on online. Hold on. Why are you not going out? Can everybody hear Darren? Say hello there. Nope. All right, hold on. Give me a second, everybody. Sorry. Try it now. No, they can't. Uh, wait a minute. Now try it. All right. Hello. All right. Can everybody hear him now? Let's see if the comments come in. All righty. Say hello again. Hello, everybody. My name is Darren Thompson. I'm here with powwows.com. I think we're good now. Can you hear me? Uh, it looks like it. Yeah. So I'm just here uh, giving you a little bit of my time, sharing some of my summer uh, very exciting. Uh, again, I'm from northern Wisconsin, from the Lactu Flambeau Band of Ojibwe, which is uh, about a thousand miles away from where I currently am. I live and reside in the Black Hills in Rapid City. I'm out here as a full-time musician. I'm the, one of the main performers at the Crazy Horse Memorial, and starting this very next week, I will be the opening act for the popular band out this way known as brulee so i'm very excited about that uh this month alone i will have over 60 performances uh several of them are at the national park system here in the badlands as well as the uh, agate fossil beds national park which is in nebraska so very very busy um excited to share some of this journey with with you all and and thank you again paul yeah um we really appreciate you being here. I mean, that that schedule sounds crazy. Um, I'm not sure how you're still awake right now. Um, well, tell everybody, you know, how did you get started? You know, when did you start learning the flute, and uh, you know, you know, how did this kind of come about? Yeah, absolutely. I, I started as a as a younger man than I am now. I was actually uh, about 18, 19 years old. I was going to Marquette University, which is in Milwaukee, and. Uh, you know, my college experience was just reading and writing and 
that's it. And uh, I don't know about you, but I, you know, don't particularly get thrilled to read uh, hundreds upon hundreds of pages of material. So I uh, needed something to help me focus on studying. And I started listening to uh, some classic Carlos Nakai and some Brian Akipa and some Kevin Locke and uh, started to really enjoy it to a point where I wanted to know uh, a little bit more about the artists as well as uh, their inspirations and uh, lo and behold I started kind of knowing more than I expected to know and um, attended the Indian Summer Festival which was uh, very widely attended uh, back in my day and um, picked up a flute and just kind of went with it slowly started to uh, learn about it uh, slowly started to play it and uh, before I knew it, I was uh, performing at colleges and events throughout uh, basically the Great Lakes area. And I kind of just loved my experience and loved the people that I met and kept with it and just kept with it. And uh, 13 years later, I'm um, now a small business owner uh, where I provide services, which is basically my performance as well as my teaching, as well as uh, products. So I sell music, you know, so it's uh, a fun learning experience, and I'm at the point now where I can uh, teach about the craft, about the industry, um, to anyone really will willing to uh, to learn about it. So that's it in a nutshell, I guess. Cool. And you mentioned a couple of your inspirations there, Carlos and some of the other guys. Um, when you sit down to write some of your music, you know, where is it you get the, the inspiration for some of these songs? Um, really, honestly, I listen to a lot of the songs composed today on the Powwow Trail, as well as go into archives and collections and listen to these very old recordings done by a lady named Frances Densmore, who is an ethnomusicologist, uh, who recorded uh, dozens and dozens of songs and dances back in the late, uh, late, late 1800s and early 1900s, where I listen and try to pick up on these melodies and try to... Uh, reintroduce them in a way and kind of make them my own, put my own signature to them. So there's kind of uh, both historical research as well as, uh, I guess, modern or contemporary uh, work that I put into into my sound. So yeah. you, don't, you don't just go to the store and buy some sheet music for that? No, I actually don't. <laughs> I don't use music, so I have to do everything by ear and... You know that's that's a that's a struggle, I guess. But uh, it's what many other people I I know uh, do and have done for for many years. So right, right, all right, everybody. We appreciate you putting in the comments. If you have any questions, be sure to, to type them in there. We've got some people. Um, Sandra Chavez from Albuquerque. She says hello. Um, Annette is looking. You know, kind of wants to know what type of music uh, are you doing. Um, I guess what styles of flute are you doing? Um, and sure. maybe even have a couple of questions about your marital status here. <laughs> sure. Um, well, I do uh, a lot of historical work. So right now I'm going, well, not currently, I'm performing right now, but what I do in my off season, if you will, is I go into uh, museums and collections and take measurements off items that are older than probably our grandparents are alive unless they've born, been born in the 1800s. But uh, right now I'm very interested in, in these older styles of instruments. So 
I'm working on some Hopi instruments, some Kiowa instruments, some Tohono O'odham instruments, as well as some Pueblo instruments, which uh, have very little recording uh, documentation. So in a sense, I'm, I'm definitely reintroducing some very old uh, flute styles. Um, you know, some other traditions that are well known, of course, are the Upper Plains, like the Cree and the Lakota people, and kind of really differentiating between the two during my during my set. So that's uh, really one of the main issues. And not a lot of work, you know. How do I how do I make songs? How do I find them? And that's really a, a challenge. So in a way, I'm just kind of playing through the scale and, and liking and listening to. Uh, what I what I like to hear. So essentially, I'm I'm really reinventing myself through these instruments, as well as reinventing the actual genre, if you will. And that's one of the things that I strive to do: is how can I contribute and take uh, this genre or, or this style of music to uh, to another level? So, um, you know, hopefully, I can find the answers to that as as I'm along this journey. So, yeah. That's really cool. The, the, the historical aspect is really, really interesting. Um, I kind of want to hear some of these, uh, these the sounds now that you're going to create from some of these old ones. Yeah, uh, absolutely. That's cool. Um, they're they're kind of challenging too to um, to record with. Um, you know, I need somebody who really works well with sound, who really understands it. And fortunately, I've met a, a very nice man. Uh, I came out this way to the Black Hills to help produce a film titled. Uh, Neither Wolf Nor Dog, which is being shopped around right now in film festivals overseas, but uh, the, the sound guy on the film was somebody who was very confident in introducing himself by saying, I have built a life with sound and sound engineering. Now, when I hear something like that, um, you know, particularly my instrument is, is, is pretty simple. It's just one instrument. So, um, so we need to find a very uh, interesting you know, soundproof space, if you will. And uh, I like to think of myself as, as recording on location. So um, it's, yeah, it's a lot of fun. Believe it or not, uh, we both enjoy this and somebody I work really well with. So, yeah. Awesome. Uh, you got a couple of comments here. Um, Chris from, is from Lone Rock, Wisconsin. So you got another, uh, another person from your state there. And uh, somebody from Tennessee is listening, Diana. Appreciate y'all listening in. Um, so, um, wanna let's see if I can play a bit of your music here for a second, and let people hear this. All right. Hopefully, everybody can hear that. You, this is uh, off of your Between Earth and Sky album, which I think is available through Canyon Records. Is that correct? No, that's actually done with uh, Drum Hop Productions. Oh, sorry, sorry. No, no, it's all good. And uh, Sorry, Rusty will be upset with me. Oh, no, no, it's all good. <laughs> uh, and that's done with uh, Rusty Gillette and uh, the designing. And it's just a great product that I've been having a lot of difficulty keeping in stock, um, which I guess is a good problem to have. But uh, right now, I'm kind of in the running right now for Artist of the Year, Album of the Year, Historical Recording of the Year, and Native American Flute Album. Um, so when voting begins, I hope to be able to share that um, with some people, and hopefully I can make a nice little run with that. But, yeah, we'll definitely make sure we share that. That's awesome. Um, 
So tell us about the song we're listening to here. Um, is there a story behind it or, or you know how you came up with this one? Sure, sure. I'm not sure if I can hear anything yet. Oh, but... you, you might not be able to hear it. It's um, it's Between Earth and Sky. It's one of the ones on YouTube. Okay. Uh, do you know the title of it? Um, yeah, I don't see a title. Sorry. It could be between be the title between Earth and Sky. Um, if it is such, um, that is done with a historical instrument that dates back at least 1,200 years. So how that was recreated was again by uh, measurements and uh, finding somebody. I'm not as good as a craftsman as I am a performer or a a player of the instrument. So. Um, learning how to play this particular instrument took, uh, I would say, a few years, three or four years, before I became very comfortable with, with playing it in front of other people. It doesn't play particularly like other flutes, and I'll show you what I mean by other flutes. So uh, the Native American flutes that people are familiar with today have this top design on it. So what happens is I blow into this piece, air will travel this way and exit about where this fringe is. and exit right out here which is a small hole so this is where the noise comes from this other particular instrument uh, does not have the top piece so i have to do an embouchure uh, where my lips contribute to the to the noise which is very common among many other wind instruments uh, throughout the world so learning it um, was very challenging when I'm playing it. There are two different sounds that are happening. There's actually the vibration of the flute as well as um, my breath exiting the instrument. So there's kind of, you know, two very interesting things going on. So the song, I pretty much just created a melody based upon uh, what I like to hear. And I was just very haunted by um, kind of a song that I was able to make from a very, very old instrument. And uh, kind of just kind of just went with it and contribute uh, continued to uh, contribute to the development of it and put it out uh, when we did the recording. So that's pretty much kind of the story, you know. It's uh, kind of my own story, but uh, I put it into the recording and hope people enjoy it. Yeah, it's 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 beautiful. We're getting a lot of great comments. People really enjoying that. Um, so I know you you teach a lot too. Um, for anybody out there that uh, would love to pick up the flute and start playing it, any advice, any any uh, tips for them to get started? Um, really, um, it's going to take some time. If you read music, forget that you read music, um, <laughs> because particularly this instrument is not tuned exactly to the Western scale. Um, so that is a big challenge uh, in itself in approaching music very differently, very uh, personally, um, and you would develop your own style and uh, how you how you want to hear the music is is really how you'll put yourself into the instrument. I'll tell you this story that I heard, um, and maybe this will help, uh, that I heard from a, a Menominee man some years ago. The Menominee people are from the state of Wisconsin, not too far from where I'm from. But the story goes, um, a young boy had a flute and he wanted to learn how to play it, you know, like we all do when we first get the instrument. And uh, he asked his grandfather, Grandpa, Grandpa I want to I wanna get really good at playing this flute. What do I do? And the grand, grandfather instructed his grandson to go make friends with his flute. And uh, so what he went, ended up doing was going to his friends and trying to play the flute. And he kind of chased away all his buddies and 
he was laughed and ridiculed at, and he went back to his grandfather and said, Grandpa, I, I went to, you know, try to make friends with my flute, and everybody laughed at me. And he rephrased, you know, his enunciation and said, no, go make friends with your flute, with the actual <laughs> flute itself. And uh, so he changed his approach and uh, just kind of went with that. So kind of keep that in mind and you'll have to develop a, a very close personal relationship um, with the instrument and um, really just listen to everything you can. Um, of course, visit my website. I can help you out with some pointers and that's darrenthompson.net. Um, so that's a nice little, nice little preview. Another thing, too, that I'll definitely give some little coaching on is uh, most instruments have six holes here. And the most difficult part, the most difficult note is to play with all the finger holes covered, okay? And uh, often you'll hear a squeak when you learn. And what you'll do is keep blowing into the flute and slowly lift one finger up. And when you get that pure note, whatever last string you picked up, that is the open hole. So... That is a very tricky part. So often I will have a, sometimes I'll have a very slight opening here. And if all the other holes are covered and I have this tiny little hole, that will make a, a change in the sound of the instrument. So that's, um, there you go. <laughs> cool. All right. Well, since you have it in your hand, do you think you could uh, give us a little, little something here live? Sure, yeah, I can play a snippet of an old song that belongs to my people, the Ojibwe uh, people. So I just received this flute in the mail yesterday. It's my signature flute. It is modeled after an old crane flute. So the word for crane in Ojibwe is pronounced Ajajak. And those from the crane clan, which I'm not from, I'm from the bear clan, um, are traditionally uh, those belonging to the leadership or the chieftainship clan. And um, there are some guidelines and some rules that you can definitely learn from from the crane while being out, and that is a crane will, will very rarely seek or will very rarely open its uh, breath or open its beak to communicate. And when it does, it's usually for a very good reason, and that's usually if there's an intruder or something to alarm its fellow uh, beings in its area. So with that, you know, I try to tell this story, but I'll play this song. It's a very simple song. It's very uh, simple um, notes that belong to it, but this song repeats itself uh, over four times, which many songs do uh, still to this day. So... That's the first verse, and that just continues to repeat itself over and over, which is an older style. Uh, many people that play today will just kind of play endlessly, and that's one of the fun things about this particular instrument is that you can play endlessly. So there you go. Thank you. Thank you. That was beautiful. Um, all right, so you, yeah, mentioned, yeah. you mentioned your website, darrenthompson.net. Um, where else can people go to find your music, and, and what's available out there for you? Sure. Um, a lot of people can access my music. Uh, how 
other people access music, which is some of the logos behind me. You have Spotify, Facebook, Instagram, uh, YouTube, Google Play, iTunes, um, of course, my website. You can also get them through drumhop.net. There are many uh, distributors on the on the powwow trail, if you will, that also sell my music. Um, other than that, you can randomly stop through any national park system and and hopefully pick up an album um, through there. Whether wherever you are, hopefully they're there. But otherwise, um, that's pretty much it. So I keep it simple. And and where. I know you're, you're, you'll be performing out there for a while, but where else can people see you here in the next few months? Sure. Um, this September, I will be performing at the Black Hills Unity Concert, which is in my area, but it's a, it's a growing event. It's a very well-known event, and that takes place between July 9th through the 11th. I actually have to fly out to Seattle, Washington on September 11th to perform at the 2016 American Indian Alaska Native Tourism Association, which takes place in Tulalip, Washington. I know that's a mouthful. <laughs> uh, this late October, I will also be at the Herd Museum, where I'll hopefully get some uh, nice attendance and some coverage from Native People's Magazine, which I will also be contributing to uh, later on this year when my schedule opens up a little bit. I'll also be down in Florida in December. Uh, as well as on uh, the Twin Cities area um, this November, as well as the National Music Museum, which is in Vermilion, South Dakota. I know that's where I am right now, but that is uh, 350 miles away from where I am right now. So uh, where that, where else that might, uh, where I might show up, um, we shall see. But this uh, late this month, early next month, I'll be on the History Channel with uh, Ozzy Osbourne on a new upcoming show called. Uh, Ozzy Osbourne's World Detour. So uh, maybe you can tune into that and kind of see that funny interaction between me and Ozzy and his son Jack. But uh, yeah, there we go. I will not be able to attend, of course, the Native American Music Awards because I'm under contract with uh, Crazy Horse until uh, the middle of October. And that's a commitment that uh, I'm very dedicated to. So I will be busy there. I still have about a hundred until then so yeah that is a schedule wow all right so ozzy now <laughs> you got to tell us what's this about what you're, you're gonna be on a show with ozzy sure yeah um so last october i was the artists and residents at the crazy horse memorial so they have an artist in residence program uh where people with all mediums can practice their art form and sell their craft and i was actually the first non-traditional artist there so non-traditional means uh things that you can't see so painting drawing beading regalia those are considered traditional art forms and my art form is something that you use another scent and that is to hear. So I was there performing and uh, they gave me one instruction while I was there and that was be here on October 21st. So I had planned on being there every day, any chance I get to share my art, I'm pretty much there. Um, so I had planned on being there anyway. I show up that morning and they let me know that uh, Ozzy Osbourne and his son Jack were going to be doing a television recording with the History Channel and they wanted to feature the artists in residence program so the first thing they did when they walked in the door was they actually 
uh, came up to me with about 20 people and several cameras behind me. And uh, we talked and I, you know, introduced myself and showed them how the instrument makes noise and uh, what's unique about it, how long it's been around. And um, he actually picked an instrument up and it was, you know, they picked up an album of mine and played it during their travels throughout South Dakota. So I had to sign some release forms uh, for that. So that's uh, kind of, sums it up in a nutshell if you will but uh you know there was a conversation that existed between us three and that includes you know my name where i'm from the things that i do and stuff like that and uh was quite quite an experience i'll I'll say that much so that's very cool to um that's an interesting exchange between very different music styles cool um a couple comments here let's see uh jonathan bald eagle uh Oh, right on. I know John. Yeah, I met they, John at the Black Hills Film Festival. Uh, I want to say, was it 2015? Yeah, early 2015. His grandfather, uh, David Bald Eagle, um, is, one, is the main actor and highlight of the film that I worked on called Neither Wolf Nor Dog. He's still alive. Correct me if I'm wrong, but he's 97 years old. And that was quite an experience to work with him on the film. So, hello, John. How are you doing? Cool. And, uh, Alice uh, is enjoying the music. It's very relaxing. She's from uh, Northern California, so um, hoping that you'll come up that way at some point. Actually, yeah, I got invited to perform at the Redwood National Forest, and we need to uh, solidify the dates for that. But, uh, you know, we're looking at late October, maybe early November, and that's a big challenge as I'm unavailable until uh, later, later this year. So, um Maybe we can book next year, but nonetheless, uh, it's, uh, it's a lot of fun. All right. And one more time. So you're tell everybody where you are till October, because I know people are planning their summer trips still. So where can we go see you? Sure. I, I am up at the Crazy Horse Memorial, which is uh, intending to be the world's largest monument here in the Black Hills. I would say it's about 37 miles just outside south of Rapid City, South Dakota. I will be up there every Tuesday and then every three weekends from Friday through Tuesday, three times a day. And when I'm there, that is 18 performances. So during that time, I eat, sleep, and perform. That is all I do. You can tune into my schedule at uh, darrenthompson.net to, uh, uh, I guess, uh, try to pinpoint me and where exactly I will be. So. All right, so anybody heading up that way, make sure you stop in, tell him hello, and, and check out some of his performances. All right, Darren, we really appreciate you coming on tonight. I think everybody's enjoyed the music and uh, learning a little bit more about you. We appreciate it. Yeah, right on. Thanks for having me again, Paul, anytime. Uh, if not, stay tuned to some of the articles. I'm actually working on a few right now. So when I don't perform, I contribute to the wonderful world of, of powwows.com and Indian country today and Indian country itself. So thank you again. It's been an honor. Cool. Thanks so much. We appreciate you joining us. We'll, right, we'll talk to you, you soon. Okay. All right, everybody. Thanks so much for, uh, for visiting with us tonight. Um, I hope you enjoyed that. Um, hope to bring you some more interviews. Um, look forward to, uh, to bring you some more shows like that if you if you want to see more of this please remember to uh, follow us on facebook um, subscribe to our newsletter and uh, those are the two best ways to keep up with what's going on we are um, our interview for next week we're looking at interviewing 
uh, Brent from IndianSports.com. We're going to talk a little bit about some of the Native Americans to watch in the Olympics. Some of the last Olympic trials will be going on this weekend for the U.S. And uh, maybe some from Canada going as well. So we'll uh, get you up to date so uh, who you can watch in the upcoming Rio Olympics. But again, thanks everybody for uh, participating tonight. I hope you enjoyed the music and uh, play a little bit more here as we close out the show. Thanks everybody. We uh, really enjoyed bringing that interview and we'll see you next week. What you're seeing now is Darren's performance at this year's Gathering of Nations powwow. Remember to check out his music at darrenthompson.net or on iTunes or Google Play. Appreciate you sending in the comments, everybody. Um, still seeing comments and questions coming in. Chris, we uh, we did interview, or actually we had Tanya Johal doing interviews for us at our last webcast um, up in uh, Winnipeg, Manitowabi. Uh, make sure you go on uh, powwows.com, check out some of the interviews she did. She did uh, some Facebook Live interviews as well as some uh, recorded interviews. Um, so we'll try to maybe get her back on and, and do a live interview with her as well Again, thanks everybody. Appreciate you uh, you supporting us. Remember to uh, subscribe to our newsletter so you can keep up to date with all the happenings going on. Uh, like us on Facebook and please be sure to share this with all your friends. Uh, let's make sure we get the word out for our new live shows that we'll be doing each week. Thanks everybody. We'll see you down the trail.
good luck. Here is this week's trivia question. You can head over to powwowlife.com to fill out the form and submit your answer. All the right answers are entered into a drawing for a 10-sticker powwows.com sticker pack. Here's the question. This year, we are celebrating a big milestone. We have been live streaming for a number of years. So tell me, what year was the first year we streamed and what was the first powwow we streamed? If you've been listening or following our content, you should be able to find it. Good luck. Powwowlife.com to submit your answer. What was the first powwow and what year did we first live stream? Good luck and thank you so much for listening. I'll see you next week.